Welcome back to the Heidi St. John podcast. Yesterday, I was teaching a little bit about the history of our public school system, believing that if we're going to really understand why it is so imperative that we remove our kids from these schools, it helps if we have an understanding of where we came from. I gave you a little bit of the history of Robert Owen, a utopian communist who hated God and wanted to build a society in New Harmony, Indiana, which would establish a state school where children would be taken from their parents and indoctrinated into the ways of the state. Owen's idea and his little experiment, of course, failed, as most socialist ideas do. But the ideas of socialism have taken root in our country and have led to the model that we have in our nation today, which is based on the Prussian model. Today, I'm going to finish that conversation with you. I would love to engage with you about this. Please reach out to me when it's over and let's talk about this more. Let's keep the conversation going. This is the Heidi St. John Podcast. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Today's podcast is being sponsored in part by my friends at thebibleinstories.com. These beautiful books take the guesswork out of having family Bible time with your family. You guys know how important it is to be in God's word every day, and these books make it really simple to do that. I love them. The Bible and Stories is something that every family should have. Just open it up and read a little bit each day. It's great for new believers, too, and young families trying to get into a rhythm of being in God's word every day. Want to find out more? Visit bibleinstories.com forward slash Heidi. Yesterday, I was teaching you a little bit about the history of the United States public school system. For a long time now, I've been calling it the government system. My friend Ken Ham calls it the anti-God system, and I think that's probably a better name for it. Jesus said, if you're not for him, you are against him. And we know that our public school system has set itself against the things of God. I ended yesterday by telling you a little bit about Horace Mann, who most scholars believe is the father of our government education system. But Horace Mann's influence went well beyond his years, and he influenced a man you also may have heard of, and his name was John Dewey. John Dewey was an education philosopher, and he was largely credited with the creation of what we now see in the United States and might call our modern progressive approach to education, which now dominates the American landscape. As always, guys, please remember that there is no such thing as a neutral education all education espouses a particular worldview. And if you don't believe me, just get on TikTok. You will see now that most of our modern teachers are not even hiding their disdain for the familial ties of parent and child and for the values that students come to them with that they receive from their parents. All education is the purposeful shaping of young minds. It is the handing down of generational wisdom from one generation to the next. Jesus said in Luke 6, 40, that a student, when he was fully trained, will be like his teacher. So it begs the question, who is teaching your child? And so we need to know who's teaching our children. And as I said in yesterday's show, I believe that most of the parents, in fact, I would venture to say that 90, upwards of 90% of parents whose kids are in government schools do not know who is teaching their children. And I mean, really know them. If I'm going to drop my child off to sit under anyone's teaching for any amount of time, I'm going to know who that person is. I want to know who they're acquainted with. I want to know who they're married to. I want to know where they themselves were educated. I want to know if they love the Lord and are committed to following him. 
But most of us have dropped our kids off at government schools in this country for generations, not knowing any of these things. And John Dewey was a man who believed that this was what parents should do. He was a man of unprecedented religious fervor. And with more fervor and devotion than many Christian missionaries or Islamic jihadists, he set out to win America over to his religious worldview. Like the collectivists whose shoulders he stood upon, government-controlled education was Dewey's weapon of choice. And now, more than a century after he began, it's clear that Dewey and his disciples are winning the fight for the hearts and minds of our young students in the United States. When Dewey launched his crusade to erode the faith and individualism of Americans, the United States of America was among the most devout nations that the world has ever known. Church and the Bible were an inseparable part of life and education for virtually everyone. It's important that we understand where these people are coming from, because if you understand who founded our public education system, then you'll understand why it should be no surprise that it's functioning the way that it is. Dewey had a goal in mind. He wanted to fundamentally transform the United States so that it would look more like the Soviet Union. And to do that, he believed a total transformation of the education system and society as a whole was required. Literally, quote, changing the conception of what constitutes education, end quote, as he wrote in The Relation of Theory to Practice in Education in 1904. Education must bring about a new social order was what John Dewey was arguing. It's interesting to note that Dewey was from Burlington, Vermont. Who else do we know is from Vermont? Of course, you all know that socialist Bernie Sanders comes from there as well. And like Sanders, Dewey styled himself a democratic socialist. But many decades before Sanders visited the Soviet Union on his honeymoon while it was slaughtering and torturing dissidents, Dewey made a pilgrimage to Moscow under Bolshevik rule. Most of you know that Karl Marx called for the government to control education in his Communist Manifesto, and so the Soviets complied. Decades earlier, Owen, another communist, did the same. Dewey picked up where they left off and fervently advocated for total control of education by the state with even more passion than Bernie Sanders does today. Are you starting to get a picture of who's behind your government school system? What inspired Dewey to shape our system the way that he did? Well, one thing would have been Soviet Russia. Most American parents are ignorant to this important fact of the history of our modern government education system. Writing in Impressions of Soviet Russia and the Revolutionary War, which he published in 1928, Dewey dug into education in the communist country and its examples for America. Ultimately, he came to the conclusion that only in a communist society can the kind of education reform he envisioned be achieved. What is worrisome, too, is how often he recognizes that the education system is knowingly set against the family and individualism. Joseph Stalin had been the general secretary of the Soviet Communist Party for six years in 1928 when John Dewey toured Russia with a group of educators. Understanding some of what Dewey believed in and admired rightfully causes one to wonder about the aims of our current education system, which he arguably was the father of. Might the purpose of our current education system have ulterior motives? It's time we ask this important question. I was introduced 
to the history of our government school system by a guy named Alex Newman. I'm quoting him uh, quite a bit in my talk today, and I want to encourage you to look up the work that Alex Newman is doing. Also, check him out at publicschoolexit.com. It's so important that we understand what our government education system is founded on so that as parents, we can at least be aware of the potential pitfalls and dangers for our kids. The founders of our government school system believed a couple of fundamental things. They believe that the state, not parents, should be educating children. In socialist, Marxist, and communist ideology is where they found their most fervent support. And they believed that secular humanism should replace Christianity. Now, don't be deceived. Secular humanism is a religion all by itself. And unlike Christianity, secular humanism would remove children from the familial bonds of their parents and make them wards of the state. So now you have a little bit of the history of the school system as we know it today. Robert Owen, who founded the community of New Harmony, this guy who was a communist who wanted a utopian society, which ultimately failed, but not before Orestes Brownson heard his ideas. And so Robert Owen's communist ideas and his ideas about education began to take root in places like Massachusetts, where they were championed by Horace Mann and eventually John Dewey. John Dewey was the one who implemented the Prussian system of education in this country. And today that leads us to your local government school. This is how our schools are founded. And these are the ideals that have made our government school system what it is today. The founders of the government school system believed that the state, not parents, should be educating children. They believed in socialist, Marxist, and communist ideology. And they thought that secular humanism should replace Christianity. The church and the Bible were an inseparable part of the early Americans and their way of life and the way they educated their children. And this type of education would have been absolutely inconceivable to them. But things have absolutely changed. Remember, the utopians believed that government schools would make Prussia and other jurisdictions that implemented them into paradises of enlightenment and progress. I remember Barack Obama saying we need to fundamentally change the United States. He is a classic progressive leader. And we're watching now, even today, the devastating realities of the small things that Barack Obama put into place. Some were small, some were big. I keep thinking of the healthcare system, which was a total disaster. And also Barack Obama's influence on the transgender debate, which is raging in our elementary school campuses and high school campuses today. The reality, of course, that these men brought to the United States has not been one of enlightenment and it has not been one of progress because it is absolutely void of God. Prussia, the statist education system, culminated in the total transformation of Germany into one of the most despotic horror shows in human history. And it's not working out for Americans either. The collectivist education system that dominates public schools in the United States has an agenda that is being largely set by the NEA, the National Educators Association. Along with other leading unions, the NEA and its affiliates at the state and local level played a leading role in transforming American education into the dangerous disaster that it has become. The extremism has been getting progressively more extreme for more than a century, but it's not new. The destructive role played by the NEA is so serious and so widely understood that in 2004, even then U.S. Secretary of Education Rod Page described the union as a, quote, terrorist organization. 
But in reality, the NEA has done far more damage in the United States than a simple terrorist organization ever could. For at least a century, the NEA, which was founded in 1857 as a professional association, has barely bothered to conceal its leadership's affinity for communism, collectivism, socialism, humanism, globalism, and other dangerous isms that threaten individual liberty and a free market society. Nor has the union shied away from the vitriolic attacks on the United States, Christianity, the family, and educational freedom. By the way, the NEA named the socialist humanist John Dewey as its honorary life president. He is quoted as saying, education must bring about a new social order. Dewey wanted to fundamentally transform the United States. He wanted it to look more like the Soviet Union. And to do that, he believed a total transformation of education and society was required, literally changing the conception of what constitutes education. As he wrote in The Relation of Theory to Practice in Education in 1904, education, he said, must bring about a new social order. I think it's so interesting as we look at the lives of these men who have so shaped our public education system. I bet that even they could never have imagined the foothold that this dangerous ideology would take in the United States. We were a thriving free market society who believed in individual freedom and in liberty. And every day when we turn on the news, we can see that that liberty is being eroded. One disastrous piece of legislation at a time. But what's so upsetting is the young people that are coming out of these systems of education don't even know what it means to live in a free market society because they've been taught since they were very young that the principles that this country was founded on were faulty and even wrong. It's been particularly telling for me as I've watched the Biden administration chipping away at how the society sees parents. This weak president who can't string a coherent sentence together says that parents who go to school board meetings should be labeled as domestic terrorists. He has made the Department of Justice a weapon against today's parents. They are lobbying critical race theory, LGBT propaganda, socialism, and who is standing in between all of these things and a child? Parents. And so many of our legislators today are actively working to separate parents from their children. And in fact, you can see every single day laws that are being passed or laws that are attempting to pass that would separate children from their parents. So, for example, if a parent says, No, I was there when you were born, you're a girl, not a boy, many of the states now are lobbying to take that child away from you. All of this ideology is being taught in our public school system. Several years ago, I spoke for my friend Jack Hibbs at Comeback California, and I warned parents of what was happening in the public school system in California. But what was happening in California is absolutely happening right here in Washington State and around the country as teachers are being taught how to promote LGBT inclusion in their schools. In Washington state public schools, for example, students have the right to be addressed by their requested name and their requested pronouns. And these pronouns do not have to be shared with their parents. This is so interesting. During a meeting with the school counselor, the school employee should consult with the student about their preferences for family involvement 
in advance of contacting the student's parents or guardians. This is exactly what Robert Owen dreamed of. He dreamed of a time when parents would be excluded from the education of their, ch of their child so that the state could indoctrinate the child instead. I know that this is a heavy conversation. I know some of you are frustrated by it and you feel helpless, but I'm telling you right now, you are not helpless. You can make a difference. About eight years ago, I started testifying before my state legislature and going to school board meetings and going to library board meetings and speaking up as a concerned citizen. While we see so much damage coming down from our federal government, most of the damage that's happening to our students and in our communities is happening at the local level. And I'm urging you to get involved. God's word says that as parents, we are 100% responsible for the education of our children. The Bible says in Proverbs 22, verse 6, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. In Psalm 127, we learn that God has a heart for children. He says, children are a gift from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are the children born to us when we're young. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He will not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies at the gate. You guys, education is not neutral. It is discipleship. And as you consider the choices that are being made right now for the young children in your life and for the teenagers that you are parenting, or maybe you are a grandparent, pray for your kids, pray for their, their hearts and their minds, because this is the battlefield of this generation. And I want to encourage you that what is happening, this, this, I'm going to keep saying it as long as the Lord gives me breath, the hostile takeover that's being attempted in our nation right now, ground zero for that is the schools. Every year in this country, we are graduating by the hundreds of thousands, students who do not understand the history of our nation or value liberty or understand the market or even understand free market values. We need our children to understand these things. And mom and dad, it rests with you. It rests upon you. The Bible says in Joshua chapter 24, verse 14, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's a great question as we head into the months of 2024 as to what we are going to do with our own families in the months to come. I believe, and as many of my friends and colleagues believe as well, who have been in education for a very long time, that it is time to take our children out of the public school system and bring them home. The public school system is no longer a place for Christian children. And in fact, someone said to me the other day that they thought I was saying that Christians should abandon this, the government school system. I, on to the contrary, I don't believe that at all. I think we should take our children out of the government school system, but that God's people should remain and advocate for change and pray for the students that remain in that system. There will always be hundreds of thousands of students in this system, largely because the parents either don't understand what's happening to their children or they don't mind that they're being taught all these things, but we have an obligation as Christian parents, to train up our children in righteousness. As Jesus said, and we need to be reminded, when a student is fully trained, he will be like his teacher. It's never been more important than it is right now. And I hope you guys will join me at Firmly Planted Family. You can find out what we are doing here at firmlyplantedfamily.org to assist parents who have decided to take back control of their children's education and again, begin to have the, the family be the center of the community. The family is the building stones of a healthy community. They are the cornerstones on which a healthy community is built. And that is why the enemy has taken 
full and direct aim at families over the last several decades. We have an opportunity in 2024 to turn the tide. And I hope you guys will join me as we pray for parents to get the courage to do what needs to be done and to love their children enough to take them out of these school systems and bring them home. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I love hearing from you. You can reach out to me directly, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. I'd love to hear from you. If you've got a question or a show idea or would like to leave some feedback, you can do that also by heading on over to Spotify. Every single day we ask you, what did you think of the show? You guys can leave comments there and those comments will be published at the Spotify site. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.